Welcome to the Baking It Down podcast. Twins. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast with the twins. I would like to opt out. I mean, you did, baby. Me too. So tell us, Corey, in your jazzy intro, as I finagle with my Diet Coke, what can people find on the Baking It Down podcast? Well, welcome to the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing. We're a group of 36,000 bakers strong that talk about strategies as it pertains to your baking business. They're real formal from your little weird I was trying to do like a little intro. like, you, because we were just talking infomercials. Over to you, Mike, at the weather. <laughs> Um, but what we do on the podcast is bring up a topic each week that you can implement in your business. What's crazy to me is some people listen to the podcast episodes over and over. Some people have their favorite episodes. So do with what you will with the podcast. Um, but just know, Corey is probably your favorite if you like this. I can't tell our voices. I'd like to tell Podcast Land that Corey actually got seeing glasses after I did. Uh, I just don't wear them in front of you guys because I don't want to throw you. However, I'm the glasses twin. You just happen to think it's queer. I've been blind this whole time. So much so that I logged into her little optical account and just ordered the same one she had. Little so we free twins. website shout out. Zenny Optical. Okay. If you have, like, okay, obviously there's some nice glasses company. What's that buzz wordy one that the sisters American go to? American glasses? No, at Tyson's next to Coach. Oh, I can't remember that. Um, um, Warby Parker. Yeah. Probably really high quality glass. Yes. <laughs> However, if you're cheap like me and maybe just want to change out the styles, but you can't because a whole group of people think you don't wear glasses, go to Zenny Optical. You and can get any any style, style you want. They're you like can upload $10. your face. Yeah, you can upload your face. Put on the glasses on your face on there. I mean, you can even get like Ray Bans. So, but they have a wide array of different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can get different uh, con- the lens finish. You can get the you know yeah the blue light filter, yeah, yeah, yeah. the anti smudge, anti scratch. I mean, you the, the glasses can add up by the end if you're if you're <laughs> yeah. opting. When I for check every... out, when I check out. <laughs> you but if you just <laughs> want some cool frames in like the bare minimum. yeah, if you like want the style kind, yeah, you can you can load up on a bunch of glasses and not cry. But holy smudge. <laughs> but you can get anti-smudge. But, but then, I'm just saying if you want to keep the cost down. I'm going to say, guys, I did skimp on uh, yeah, anti-smudge. I wish sp- I yeah. pro-smudged because yeah. <laughs> yes. there was some smudgies. <laughs> uh, back to what this podcast is about. Uh, we wanted to talk about how my grandma was swindled this past week. Swindled is a strong I know. word. But I want to talk about actually a great question. And I know this poor lady who just asked this question in the group nigh 10 minutes ago is probably like, whoa, you're answering that on the podcast? Did you not have anything pre-planned? And the answer is no. But I want to I wanna tie this into the carpets, burglar, <laughs> and Robin Jones. So Robin just asked in the main group, is it worth it to try to gain non-local followers just to increase the follower number on a business page? Even if you only offer local. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. That is a great question because Thank I you. can see both. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with my question. I'm agreeing with her question. There's both sides of the fence that I can see on this. In one aspect, if you have more followers, you have the potential for more views, more engagement, which equals more reach. What's the buzzword for that when you do something because a lot of other people did it? Jumping off a bridge because your friends tell you. That's what my mom said. When we're <laughs> there's a, it's not a popular. There's a marketing a phrase which I can't remember so sorry for you guys who are hanging off of my yeah, tip of my tongue there's something that says like when people have a lot of following you tend to get more it kind of perpetuates itself so her question is logical should I shoot for the numbers if it means I'll get more numbers and yeah. ideally within those numbers is her target audience 
the question is not wrong. So let's talk about the marketing strategy behind it. And I'm going to bring back in that carpet story. I'm wondering how you're going to bring this back. So I'm I'm in it just like with the podcast okay. listeners right now. I'm in there Stay too. Stay with me. I... Come on this journey. <laughs> Anyways, my grandmother loves a clean carpet. However, she also really likes having people over in, in an effort, smart way, to never discourage people from coming over. She does not require you to take off your shoes. Yeah, so if you enter her house, it's it's got hardwood floors and then upstairs and downstairs, pure carpet. And that's where this home was built in the 80s. That's where the restrooms are. So you kind of see on new newer builds as the restroom is on the hardwood, this is not. So which means people are wearing their dirty shoes and onto the carpet, which has stained and compressed the padding. Below yeah, the you can see just the aisle that people are I'm taking. i say just follow the red dirt restroom? Road. Just uh, follow, follow <laughs> the dirt road. place over there. All right, it's not, it's not nearly as bad as I'm making out to be, but she is very bothered by it. So we talked about it. So I sat her down and said, and this is a, a pricing psychology. There's a lot of psychology I going on. I was oddly here. We were doing cookie class when the sales guy showed up. Prep day. We weren't teaching class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. Don't take Come in. Don't take it <laughs> No, we were prepping. So I was flinging some bags of icing while this man was chit-chatting. Yeah. Not trying to dog on Empire, but national brand, right? Empire. Is that the song? One eight eight two three hundred empire. Okay, <laughs> is it one eight hundred one eight hundred two three five eight eight two three hundred? What is it? Empire. Empire, empire. <laughs> empire carpet. <laughs> what do you think it is? One eight hundred. I don't have like a local 1-800. number. One eight. It would feel one eight eight two three hundred empire. Wait, wait, wait. One eight eight. I'm there. Okay, wait. It's five eight eight. <laughs> One eight hundred five eight eight three hundred. I got that one. Sorry, Empire. Okay, okay. So Empire, the psychology of this—they're having a fifty dollars room sale. Mean if you buy one room, uh, every room after that's fifty dollars. But the room that you're buying is the biggest room, <laughs> right? So the salesman comes in. He he immediately. I I don't prefer the ta- the style of sales. All to say that she ended up buying from him. Yeah. But he came in with hardcore. Um, Sales right off the bat, like he said, "Hey, my he name is." He didn't blah, learn what, the- and let me sell you real quick, right? So, in in my case, I would have kind of cultivated the audience a little bit. Like, what are your pain points? How can we fix them? Anyways, he sees that there's a dark, you know, traffic stain mm-hmm. from where people are walking frequently, high traffic areas, and he says. Oh man, that's it! You know, right to the sales pitch. No. Hang no on. warming up. There was yeah. no funnel. It was just, hey, I'm here to sell you something. But he understood, I'll give him this, that her main pain point wasn't that she wanted a new carpet smell, is that she wanted to not have carpet that compressed, uh, over time. stained, whatever you yeah. want to call it, yeah. So he says, well, we have this new style out. Immediately you hear a new style, more money. Oh, Heather, I could already see her face. I'm just sitting back watching this, but Heather's like advocating for my grandmother being her. Because I sat her down and I said, hey, let's have a monetary threshold, in which case it's just a hard no, uh-huh. so that way you're not like... Feeling like you're feeling pressured, and then we're we're not we're looking at you looking for yeah. whatever the number is. So she came up with a price, and I said, "Okay, so we're in agreement that if he comes over that price, you could look at me, and I'll just say, hey, sir, thank you so much.' It's not our budget. Yes, yeah. that was fair, right? Yeah, of course. This did not all go the crashing it does. So the guy says, like, hey, we have this new carpet style. It actually doesn't have padding. It makes it a little firmer. However, it doesn't stain. It's actually a pretty interesting carpet, Empire. Here's the sales pitch for you guys. Uh, the padding is built in as a rubber base, which means the carpet can't absorb moisture. Pet smells. 
It, do, it can't go. There's no padding below. Yeah, it. So and it that's why if you have carpet and you're like, wow, my cat peed here one time and I can't not smell that smell there. It's, it's because it's seeped the into the lower part and none of your most anything that you try to do won't get that smell out. This, none of the little squishy part. Yeah, and the carpet fibers themselves were made from recycled plastic, so they themselves apparently didn't absorb. Apparently so. Apparently. So he says, but here's the biggest thing. If it ever does smell or stain, we will replace it. Replace 100% it. hundred percent of it. We'll we do not try to We don't try to clean it. We don't it. patch it either. We don't patch it. We replace it from seam to seam. So he even goes as far as to say, this no longer, this won't be your carpet. It will be my carpet. I will yeah. personally see to it. Oh, my. Man, this squeaky. I'll personally see to it that this carpet is never not perfect. So no offense to Feebster here on the floor. Got a little potty probs. Yeah. And every once in a while treats the rug like a second litter box. So he says that won't even be an issue. It cannot be stained. It cannot be penetrated with smell. It cannot be ruined. And if it is, it'll be gone. And then he follows it up. The only thing that would void your warranty is a house fire. And a magnifying, um, magnifying glass, glass pointing the sun at a small. I say, I've just got to tell you, I, you don't got, it seem like science project people, but that's the only thing that'll void the warranty. I just need to communicate that to you. So he seems like he's on our side. Again, Corey and I have an eyebrow raise. It seems like car sales. I, I, from car someone who actually sold sales. cars. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel like I've done that one before. Okay, cool. So, uh, of course, he comes in at double the price. Well, counters counting up or down. I don't want to look at it. He's he's comes in at more than double the price. I look at Gams, ready to tell him, thank you, sir. I'm so sorry we wasted your time yeah. today. You are out of our... And she said, absolutely, I'll do it. And I said, okay, okay. And I even said, sir, would you step outside for a second and have a little powwow? It, was, yeah. it wasn't that it was over budget. It was, it was twice the, budget. the amount. <laughs> it wasn't even near. It wasn't like a couple right. hundred dollars off. Right. It was so far out of left field that when she said, yeah, no, I want it. We were like, sir... Can you step outside? Please for a go away. We need to have a chit chat with this Again, lady. Again, the the money isn't our battle fight. It was my grandma's yeah, money. Sure. She wanted this carpet. Okay, so she ends up making the purchase. It's already been installed. All has happened in less than a week. So Empire, yeah, you got it down, like showing up for sure, fixing it, installing everything. But today she gets an email saying, "Don't forget to add your warranty if you hadn't already." And she checks the price quote. And it says that he's added on that whole warranty. It was not included in the price. But he almost assumed the sale and didn't even question it. It was, I honestly, the way he had said it, it sounded like it came with the warranty. It sounded like it did. And Gam said, well, it's not his fault I didn't read the fine print. And it isn't. But it is his fault that he lied by omission of the truth. And in which case she says, well, now I don't feel like I could trust him anymore. That's exactly what happened. So how is this marketing? Guys, go buy you, Sal, some Empire Carpet right now. (laughs) No, you're signing up for a warranty. Right. But hold on. So why is this related back to Robin's question? We go on, and let me read the rest of the thread because I screenshotted it. Uh, I said, hey, Basically, I'd rather 100 people, back to the target following, do you want to go for big numbers or do you want to go for target audience? I'd rather 100 people that can buy from me, following me on Instagram, than 100,000 who cannot give me their money. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, well, I could use that 100,000 to gain that 100, but now my engagement rate is very, very skewed. Because if that 100,000 people don't engage with my content, because why would they? They cannot buy from me. Mm-hmm. How can I reach that 100 people that I need? 
That's my sale. So she's like, well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm going to read what she wrote. Good point. As a consumer, though, I look at a business's follower numbers and I see that it's a unit of popularity, which me- leads me to believe the more popular businesses, the more successful they must be. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. That is a great point. And then she goes on to say, like, if I were shopping for a roofing company to replace my roof, I might choose a roofer with a bigger following. And then she adds what I consider the most important part, assuming they have similar written reviews and high ratings. I just wonder if it's the same for customers shopping for baked goods. There you go. Now I want to reply with this part. This is what I said to Robin, and we can digest this, Corey and I. I can buy 50,000 Instagram followers right now for about $500. Right? Is that the going right? It's even cheaper than that. Darn it. Got a sale. Hey. (laughs) Uh, The key is the engagement rate and the history of the reviews that back that up. If all those line up, the reviews, the engagement rate, and the number of followers that the company has, you'll feel comfortable hiring. But if one of those is off, you will feel like there is a distrust if there is a uh, hundred thousand followers and two reviews, something is off. Bing, bing, bing. So you can risk it. You can say, "Well, maybe they just have a hundred thousand really quiet followers. <laughs> maybe they just aren't good at harvesting reviews." But do you want to risk your budget on s- assuming that? Right. Right. I would not. Right. What What we aim for with our clients, like when we're onboarding somebody, we want the amount of followers or likes plus the engagement plus the reviews to feel good so that number to all be within ratio of each other oh good ratio when you have too much of one ratio it feels weird so if you have maybe 21 followers but you have 50 reviews i'm like they bought some (laughs) those are their friends and family so what Corey's saying is we can buy reviews as well it's it's unethical it's it's a manufactured reality Mm -hmm. but what happens is the consumer wants to feel safe in their purchase. So they want to say, I trust that they have these followers. I trust that those followers are legitimate clients. And I trust that these legitimate clients were happy with their purchase. And most of us as consumers will typically go through those three avenues to vet this company. So tie this back into the carpet man. Because he lost trust. He has now given Gams pause almost to the point today she wanted to call Empire and cancel the warranty, something that she actually had wanted when she considered it included in the already quoted price. Mm-hmm. She is now uneasy working with this sales guy. There is now They are now at odds, and she says, I don't trust the company as much. He didn't lie, but he didn't tell me the complete truth. Mm-hmm. Back when I sold cars, we called those uh, salespeople the churn and burners. You turn through and burn through leads to make that simple sale, but you lose the funnel of them maybe coming back and buying another car from you down the road. Like, she will not call that carpet man she ever again. She will not call that carpet. If she called and they assigned that guy to her, I think she really likes the company empire, but she didn't like that specific salesman. So back to a lot of us running a one-man band business, it is easy for us to create a global Facebook ad that can give us likes and followers, but won't result in sales. That is easy. That was a strategy that was five huge. Years ago? I think about five years ago, you'd run an ad, you'd send it to a foreign country that was known for having a lot of people on the platform. You'd gain a ton of likes for your page. This was before following was a thing. And then you would have credibility. I know it's almost say before engagement rate was a thing. There was no so. way to monitor if these were ethically sourced Likes, I mean, there's nothing unethical about running an ad, um, but it was like, are these people who can truly buy from you? So let's say, so now what Corey and I do now 
is we actually create a list of a client's competitors to see what's the average following count, what's the average review count. That's what we're shooting for. We don't need a hundred. It would be just as much, if you had legitimate, 500 legitimate five-star reviews and you're a painting company and the next 10 painting companies had only 20 to 30 reviews, something would look unnatural at your, uh, mm-hmm. by your review profile. Now, you would convert some people, but some other more savvy shoppers may think that was unethically gotten. Are you trading are you trading something? Which uh, Google, my business, Google Business Profiles, rolled out their new rule update uh, last month. You cannot provide incentive to remove bad reviews or to get good reviews to clients. A lot of people will be in for a... I'll continue doing it. But now you're violating terms of service. Yeah, so just in case if you ever see your thing disabled. Yeah. Uh, so basically... It is creating, what we want to create to our audience is that truth. We don't want to do lying by omission. We don't want to say, hey, follow me. I have 100,000 followers. However, none of them can buy from me. And you should buy from me. That is asking the client to take a big risk. And some people will, but I think a a majority of people will pause and try to do some additional research to figure out why does your Facebook page have only 800 followers mm-hmm. and your Instagram is 145,000? Yes, it just doesn't it doesn't equal. But if you're like a global business, like sugar cookie marketing is global. So if we have 200 to 500 views, more normal. We have a broad audience. If we're like my little cookie business, I can't ship. <laughs> so you got to be in this local area and I'm going to have a lot less than 200 to 500 reviews because I have a lot smaller customer base, but that's okay. As long as I'm on target with most of the people around me, I don't want a million followers um, because that's going to look weird against when someone's going through, it's going to appear not normal. Right. So what happened in the past month, Corey posted a bunch of reels. Unfortunately. Three did really well. Dare I say too, too well. And the, and has switched me to the argument that I actually prefer non-viral content. So three reels went viral, and it was the base level content. Tell us what's the viral, what's the viewership, so we can have some basis. Uh, We have a 2.5 million, a 1.2 million, and then I think uh, maybe like 300,000. Okay, so millions of people, my grandma's floored by this, millions of people are viewing these three reels. What it brought us was not our target audience. The reel was about cutting cookie dough. So just imagine, it's not even my target audience. People baking, cutting dough are my target audience. If you think about sugar cookie marketing, hey, we market to bakers. But it was so broad. It was anyone who's ever held a cookie cutter in their hand or seen a family member or watched a TV show about- A lot of PhDs in dough. Cool and chilling. I I don't even know why I'm still in the business. (laughs) So really, uh, I'd say that 90% of the comments were toxic, uh, negative, uh, you know- just above the lowest rung of commenters. That is not our target audience. In fact, our target audience is very, very small. Uh, it is other bakers. Mm-hmm. And so just anybody who's ever eaten a cookie before is now commenting <laughs> yeah. on this, telling Corey how dumb she is. Um, but now when I go back to the Facebook page, we have increased by 3,000 untargeted followers. If I could go back in time and unget those people, I would because now our target mm-hmm. audience is so far off. But you can say like, Heather, look, you, you're in... Yeah, I think we went from 8,000 to 13,000 mm-hmm. or, or something like mm-hmm. that. And like, look, wow, you gotten into an extra digit. Yeah, but at what cost? Now my engagement rate's really skewed. They followed the page because they liked that me cutting dough. 
that's not my target audience. You guys who already know how to cut dough are my target audience. <laughs> yeah. um, so what they followed the page for is not truly the content I normally create. Like I'm usually telling you like how to, you know, cut a leaf tip. But like you, you've done cut the dough. Now we're on to like piping practice and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, let's learn how to sell the cookie. <laughs> when we bring it back to kind of Instagram, so a lot of times this is where this kind of thought process, I fall into it as well. You'll see these bigger baker names mm-hmm. with 100,000, 300,000 followers on Instagram. And you're thinking, wow, this person's got it going on. Yeah. But how many of that 100,000, 300,000 are people that are actually purchasing from this person have they created a broad audience which is awesome if you want views from the engagement fund what do you call that fun thing the reels bonus fund like i made 500 dollars from all those views Woo. that's your target views so if you guys don't know what she's talking about instagram and facebook and tiktok pay creators based off of their views that makes the creator's target audience anybody who watches content yeah, so viral content is worth it if you think i my goal is to get paid through facebook and instagram in which case your target audience which is now purely based off of people watching is aligned with who you're trying to get to see your viral content right anybody with eyeballs and then you can build up a huge reach a huge influence so you'll get a hundred thousand people great all i need those hundred thousand people to do is watch my next reel that mm-hmm. way i can get paid from facebook absolutely But when we're talking, we're applying it to small local bakers who cannot ship, who don't have the capacity to fill orders, you know. Yeah. If 100,000 people ordered from you, you'd have to close up shop. You'd have to hire everybody. It's a curse in (laughs) in a bow. Uh, We don't want to shoot for big numbers. I can buy those numbers right now. Oh, I just looked up how, like, buying TikTok views. (laughs) How much is that? Well, I didn't want to click because I didn't want to be tempted. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do that. But at what cost is it? What's the long-term cost? Like, Corey and I are now doing, well, Corey's not just still posting reels, unfortunately. I'm doing cleanup. Yeah. Now I can't do that mass invite button because it's going to send an invite to 3,000 more untargeted people to our page. I don't know if that'll ever go away. I'm sure it expires after 90 days. So for those who are wondering about the Reels bonus program, once you have been approved for monetization through Facebook or Instagram, they both platforms can present to you an offer. The offer will tell you the cap that you're allowed to get. So our latest one was $1,200. So no matter how many views, my cap is only making, I can only make $1,200 in the next 30 days. My offer expires on October 12th. So I can do as much damage and as many reels as I can between now and October 12th, and I have the potential to make 1200 extra dollars. After that, the offer is taken off the table, and it's up to Facebook and Instagram to review that and see if they want to offer it to me again. So this is my third round with them. The first round, I made a whole buck oh six. But look at talking with this passion and fervor about this $500 at the expense of your target audience. True. You have sold out. For that 500 bucks, if you could make more money keeping your target focused, you would absolutely say, hey, I don't want viral content. But to what I see that Facebook has done is like, hey, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Your page is a little it's, not uh, so good, but here's a couple hundred. I think it's a payoff. Thanks for keeping people on our platform. Yeah. Sorry about the mean comments. However, does $500 make it okay? Mm-hmm. And we were like, $500 is so great. But guess what? You're slowly mentally doing. You're changing into a content creator from yeah, a baker. You're no longer mm-hmm. – your pockets are not lined with local cash from local customers. And are you wrong to make that switch? No, as long as you understand where a majority of your income 
income would be coming from, and then you'd make that conscious decision. But what we don't want is to sacrifice our where we're going to stick. I'm going to be a local baker, mm-hmm. but I'm going to also be a content creator. That's a lot to take on. And now you're going to muffle that target audience. Yes. And your message will be muffled. You go from being like, here, I'm having Hocus Pocus DIY kits today to look at this tip that I've learned that I love. <laughs> right. People are like, where's my DIY like, kit? What if you like uh, ASMR content yeah. as well? But now let's say you're like, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do you. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So taking it back, now let's put our end user, our client hats on. So let's say I'm going to order from Corey. She's in Lake Ridge. I'm in Fairfax. It's already a long enough drive in traffic, but I'm willing to make the run. I go to our Google My Business. She's got 15 good reviews. Cool, cool. Go to our Facebook page. She's got 300, 500 likes, something like that. Cool, cool. Most of them are bakers anyway, so you've already messed up that one. <laughs> and then I go to her Instagram. Now figure it's a world we're slipping into. And she's got 500,000 followers. I'm going to say, whoa, has she been on the Food Network? In which case, that may convert me even more. Am I going to say, oh, my goodness, it's all ASMR content? Weird. Is she doing this with my order? <laughs> which would be interesting. <laughs> but we got to say that you're, you're, you're creating a question. They didn't have a question if you had 1,000, 1,500, yeah. even still. 3,000 followers on Instagram. That's a platform that's yeah, more public facing. Sure. They wouldn't have had a question. It would have all aligned. But now if they went there and you had small, small, whoa, then they're like, whoa, it what's just, happening here? It, and if you have the 500,000 people, you're not just posting your pre-sales. Right. You're posting other content yeah. that is not going to resonate with your local audience. I mean, probably if you're doing that content, you're teaching people how to bake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your customer could turn into your competitor just from your Instagram. I see a little bit of a conflict when you see one of these large bakers who's like, hey, everybody, ignore this. I'm only talking to my local mm-hmm. audience. I'm teaching a class on Thursday. It's just a little hard to get that messaging out. Is anybody wrong in their approach to this? Not if you were deliberate. What I don't want to see is someone chasing a, what they call in the business a vanity metric, likes followers and saying, and at all costs, sacrificing that hyper-targeted local audience you built up in exchange for this big number, very little payout. Mm-hmm. And very mean comments. <laughs> the comments, man, the comments, People are like, man. if she just chilled her dough. I said, yeah, from a seven-second video, you know you I missed didn't five expletives chill. in the comment Oh, left. my goodness. It was so insane. But, hey, that is a good tip. If you need to, if you have a little... I'm just going to say, if you have little creases, like in a cookie cutter, like you love the shape of the cutter, but it has like something where a crevice and your pinky finger can't even get the dough Mm. out. If you use a piece of plastic wrap and cut that, cut the cutter over the plastic wrap on your dough, it will come out perfectly. According to the internet, it won't, you idiot. (laughs) So then I'd say, you know, Corey brings up a great point. Going viral is swimming with sharks. Swimming with sharks. Right. And are are you mentally capable of separating yourself from the comment of an anonymous user who doesn't matter to you? Are you? Because a lot of those comments were very toxic. Mm-hmm. Again, Corey didn't have to read them. I was doing the cleanup. I know. I had to take a step back because people were making me feel really, really, really bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I didn't, guess I shouldn't be a baker. <laughs> right. So that's the other flip side of... Uh, I don't know if the word's virility. That makes me sound like a virus. No, virility is virility. Correct. Yes. Let me virality. look something up. We have to dedicate this podcast to? to a group of young individuals. I just want to make sure I get what? the name wrong. Name right. There's a person in the cookie college, and she makes her kids listen to us each 
week. Oh, really? <laughs> and I said, you know what? I think I want to dedicate a podcast episode to you. But I think it was... Kiddos, I'd like to apologize to you individually, specifically, that you have to listen to these voices. Absolutely. You know, I was watching while you're searching endlessly through your millions of screenshots. Yeah. I was doing some research on second brains. And I was watching this YouTube video of this guy who teaches you how to take these kind of second brain notes. If you guys don't know what it is, it's basically letting the internet remember things for you and I can't remember anything. Uh, so, but I'm watching it and this girl spoke faster than we do. That's And impossible. my brain couldn't process what she was saying. So are people processing what I we're saying? I don't think so, but they have the option to speed us up or slow us down. And I'd encourage the I'd slow encourage us down. I'd encourage you to slow us down. Well, I have taken many a screenshot in the past Very two much. days, apparently. So I think it was Danielle, and Danielle, correct me if I'm wrong. But kids, if you are in the car, listen to your mom. She also told me she's going to take you for ice cream after this um, episode ends. So hold her to it. You can tell her to send me the bill. <laughs> okay. Um, so let us... Is, that's that's my soapbox on viral content. I My summary, my takeaway is you don't have to have a ton of followers to make a big impact on your bottom line. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is almost easier if you didn't. Now, there is the case in which too few followers will have an impact on your bottom line. You can do the three by three by three challenge to kind of build that up. But once you reach your local market industry status quo, like the average, mm -hmm. you're good. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily ever go back to stressing about those numbers once you've built out a safe base. That's what we do with any new client that's opening a business. We'll run a... First we buy 500,000 followers. <laughs> we'll run a likes campaign to the local audience just to get us a jump start. You know, especially if it's a new company, just to get it... Or a company that has been absent for years. Dude, that's just a lie when just want to build it up to a safe base mm -hmm. so that people aren't saying, like, why does this company have no reviews? What happens when you have no audience? It introduces the question, did they delete their own page because something happened and recreated anyway? And I've seen companies do that before, right. so it does put the question in your mind. What do you want everyone, as you're making these reels, as you're making these TikToks, and you get some views, you're going to say, like, oh, my, my last... My last reel got 6,000 views. This one I just made as only 200. First off, I want you to look at the content. Is it you just decorating a cookie? That is a broad audience that that appeals to. That's people who bake and who don't bake, who just mm -hmm. like to watch a flooding video. That's how we all actually got into the industry because mm -hmm. I think we were bamboozled by sped up <laughs> Instagram <laughs> reels. so easy. I think I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if your content is showcasing like your local farmer's market, you're going to have fewer views on there because you have that's such a niched audience audience but Don't that is your target audience right there yeah the asmr the flooding videos those are great and they will get you more views and you'll be like that felt pretty good it does feel good to see you know your view count go up but all those people watching flooding videos one they're probably me and i'm a baker so i probably want to put money in your pocket uh -huh. um but that local content even if it has 200 views two that could be 200 people that Imagine could put there's money a room in your pocket full of 200 people you'd be like could yeah some of you leave? i'd be like this yeah is, i can't take all of these orders right now people <laughs> so, so i want you to not discount your efforts and your hard work and to really look at the content for for what it is and then if you happen to be whisked away by somebody else with a really large following ask yourself who their target audience is are they selling courses to bakers in which case yes you are their target audience along with absolutely Absolutely everybody they can sell to. Look at the cookie college. We sell 
online courses. That means I can sell to anybody, but look at sugar cookie classes. I can actually only sell to people within driving distance of McLean, Virginia. So it's going to be a lot smaller. And you yeah. might look at sugar cookie Wow, that's not doing great. I want to tell you something, though. Uh, Google did another Broadcore update. It's called the Helpful Update. It's a big one. It yeah. sh- shook up a lot of the search engine results pages. So what Google said is we're pushing up more helpful content and content written by AI. We're pushing it down. It's not very helpful. Interesting. What happened is I think that we, the Sugar Cookie Classes website, has hit a keyword for something about very generic take a cookie class. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten two inquiries, one from Chicago and one from uh, San Diego, saying, can I take a virtual cookie class? Now, I'd be like, oh my goodness, look, my marketing's working. Actually, it's not. Those keywords have cost me more time They cannot pay me, though. We don't teach virtual in-person cookie classes. So now these people are saying, can I? And now I have to spend time saying, hey, no, we actually don't offer that. Mm -hmm. So not all marketing, not all leads are created equally. Not all views are virtual in-person cookie classes. It's in-person, but they're saying, can you do it virtually? Oh, yeah. We tried that. That was a no. Nobody wanted to see our hands. (laughs) (laughs) We got a little crazy witch fingers. (laughs) So... That's kind of the big takeaway. So always ask yourself, who is this person I'm following? Who is their target? If the target is you and everybody else, then awesome. That's don't don't overappreciate what they're doing. Don't underappreciate the effort you are putting in. You guys are playing in different ball fields. It's important not to look at their game and wonder why you're not winning. Yeah. Because we're all winning, man. All of us. In our own little ball field. <laughs> in our own, our own little ball field, swinging our own little bucket. <laughs> okay, that takes me through this. Switching over to the Cookie College. I know I just talked about it. Great segue. The Cookie College is a membership platform online, right? But it's more than just classes or courses or freebie photos or this. It's actually a community. You get access to this private Facebook group. It's like a distilled version of the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. I won't say that you can't find the same knowledge in the public-facing free group. Mm -hmm. You'll just have to dig quite a bit more because there's so many more people there. It almost feels like we get to deep dive in the cookie college. Like, it's technical questions. A lot of times I'm passing them off to Heather to show you Sometimes how technical Sometimes I'm like, let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the questions are great. We're really deep diving. Like today, someone said, hey, I had a cookie class with somebody. And, you know, what she promised us at the location was not what she delivered. How can I handle this to actually save the relationship but advocate for a different pricing structure? So we were able to kind of brainstorm that and come up with a good response that – you know, both sides ended up winning. So that's what we kind of dive into in the college. Um, But what your course, what the membership actually gets you is those courses. That's what you're paying for. The group, that's just an added bonus for you um, that people have come to really love. And I really, I really love it too. Yeah, yeah. We're doing, we're wrapping up the one. Again, you can learn this on your own. The Eat That Frog book definitely changed my relationship to how I integrate with my own task list. Yes. If you find that you have more task than time at the end of each day, you can grab, I listen to it, it's an audible book, but you can read it if yeah. you read <laughs> and not listen to <laughs> both. But the Eat That Frog book by Brian Tracy actually helps you refocus your goals. And when you focus on a single goal and not every goal, you realize that not every task applies, mm-hmm. in which case those tasks can be shelved, hired out, or deleted and free up more time for you to get closer to that one goal that matters most. And guess what happens after you reach that goal? You can add that next goal that mattered secondly the most. Oh, I thought we got to take a little break. No, and it wasn't in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to check out The Cookie College, you can check it out at thecookiecollege.com. But right now, between now and the end, end of, of December, November. the end of December. What's your mouth to say? 
Price right? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, the price right. Yeah, you big okay, old okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. If you're doing a three free for November. Well, you say that after. Okay, okay. We have never raised the price of the membership. It started off at 20 courses, and now there's over, I 90. think, 90 courses. So we will have our first price raise. And do not get scared. It's not a lot. <laughs> From 68 to 76 However... A couple bucks is a couple bucks. A couple bucks. If you can get in now, take all the stuff for the next three months and then leave. And then here's here's a crazy thing. Stripe is the payment processor. Stripe doesn't allow you to increase the cost of an active membership. So if you signed up today and didn't cancel, you'll never see a price hike. So sign up the last day in December. There you go. That would be the smartest thing. That would be the smartest thing. Um, That said, we are working on the vendor blender. Corey said, I have to get everything done this week. Just to see if we can Can even get the vendor blender off. When September ended. I cannot believe October 1st is Saturday. I am not ready. It's not even Sunday. I am not ready. I know. That is so crazy. But if we can get the vendor blender off of the can runway will. and take some flight here, Heather's way to the VRA lots moment. I mean, so the Vendy blender, if you haven't, we tried it last year as a first time, just thought it would be a fun little Crazy. experiment. Everyone loved it. The requirement was that the vendors had to offer 20% or more discount to anybody in the sugar cookie marketing group. However, we only opened doors to get access to this private it group. It was a that private group. It wasn't day. even in the main group. Yeah, to last to, for this private group, you get access for 24 hours to these codes, at which uh, at the end of 24 hours, we ask the vendors to have the codes expire. Yeah. And that meant that, and throughout the day, only the vendors could make posts. You can make, uh, do one Facebook Live demonstrating the product and two posts like telling featuring you more about something the that they wanted to. But then yeah. you could shop from everyone you wanted to in the list. There was 32 to 35 vendors we something had. Something crazy. So I will be working on it. Mark my words, it's on my tassels. And, uh, well, back to the Cookie College, we wanted to offer kind of a three free promo. If you sign up for the year, you don't only get two months free, you get three months free. And you'd also lock in that lower rate. You would lock in the lower rate. But I'll have more information on that later. Later. Back to the group Facebook lives. I also need There's to- some guys, You, if you did not tune in, you missed a fantastic Facebook Live by Amy about cookie classes. Right. She did a really good job. She leads in with like, I'm not going to tell you guys how to market and then proceeds to give you a bunch of ways of how to market this really effectively. Thanks, Margaret. Okay. So here at past Facebook lives, again, you can go and watch all of these, but little interesting outtake. Uh, Kim Fink is in the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. You'll know her because she always has crazy hair colors. I think currently it's red. It's cool. Yeah, it was really good. So Kim Fink got recruited by the Food Channel for the premier Halloween cookie challenge, which I think is actually going every uh, week this month. I think you're right. Yeah, because I saw a bunch of them. Yeah, I think you're right. Where they, four cookie yeah. battle it out for $10,000. So that premiered last night on the Food Channel, Food Network. And you can stream it on Discovery Plus. Now, I think that Discovery Plus has the live TV expire after a while. I think so. So you'd have to go catch it, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. And what a, what, what a better way to get you in the Halloween decorating spirit? So if you want to find Kim's specific episode, it would be episode one of the Halloween Cookie Challenge on the Food Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we also had, like Corey mentioned, how to teach a cookie class with Amy Glendening. And she did a wonderful job of telling you exactly how she approaches class. She's taught over 12 at this point. From large groups to her family. Yeah. And she has kind of, when I was listening to it, a lot of the things she said, it's making a noise. Okay. 
You can never hear. You can't, can't hear that. You can't hear that on it. You cannot. You cannot. You're hearing it now, but you can't hear it on the <laughs> So what she covered in that Facebook Live was how to find a good location. She did a great job kind of telling you how you can co-market with that location to make the location owner feel like they got value as well. If you're wondering how to find location, tell the location owner how you will promote them. Yes. They're small businesses too. They're too tired to market well. So tell them you got this and you'll drive butts into their seats. And that is usually, I think she did it at a brewery too. And she asked everyone, tell me your favorite place where you post these. So many answers. I'm tell you my least favorite place. The brewery. brewery. <laughs> Corey and I, my voice, do not carry. The, the sound large of the HVAC system kicking on and then Heather's voice, they were at the same, <laughs> same <laughs> frequency and canceled each other out. What was that? Was it Rugrats where the mom was like, <laughs> was it Rugrats? <laughs> I think so. I felt like it was. I can't remember. That was me at the brewery. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, we had make bake and decorate pie platters with Beth Hennington. I call her the platter mad hatter. But that was pretty fantastic. A lot of people were able to create these really intricate pie platters. Yeah, and they're, they look so real. So real that I almost thought they were. But if you want to get that on your docket for Thanksgiving, I know Canada is celebrating Thanksgiving pretty soon. It's like tomorrow. No, it's like in, uh, what's it, two weeks? So I think it's in 13 days? I think so. In Canada. They have it in 13 days, and then it's just Christmas here on out. Christmas celebration. Prep. But we talked Vibes. about this last time. What happened to Halloween? I don't know. I don't know. Canada, do you celebrate Halloween? They do. But you she just said they go know. hardcore. Like, in Christmas, they don't have to be distracted. Wait, why am we I have to build up Halloween? Yeah, I need living Christmas. True, true. Yeah, we, I, I want a runway for Christmas. Heather knows. I put my Christmas tree up. When are you putting it up this year? I, I thought you were going to do a Halloween tree. No. You didn't. I realized that. You're going to do a November tree. No. <gasps> I realized that I am decorating the house for myself. Okay. Who else would you decorate it for? My son. No. <laughs> that boy does not care. <laughs> so I realized, like, why am I going to trouble just for myself? Where are you going to put it? You know where the piano is? Yeah. I'm going to scooch it over. Oh. Put it next to the fireplace. Oh, oh mm-hmm. put the piano over to the left. Yeah, scooch it over just oh, a tip. So then Fuzz's little pad of scratch. <laughs> okay, we had also... Uh, intro into baking cookie pops with Annabelle Kaczynski that you can rewatch. It aired on September 12th. Aired, recorded, <laughs> lived. <laughs> it lived on September 8th was everything you need to know about Donations 101. And then coming up, we have come along for a horse trailer tour with Clayton, Caitlin Frisma. Frisma. I am so sorry for slaughtering the last names. However, Caitlin bought a horse trailer, and she has made it look so cute. She's giving us a tour of it tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means you're going to have to change that in your mental brain to whatever time zone that is for you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Facebook is kind of confusing about time zones, so we talk about them in our own time zone, which is uh, East Coast. East Coast. And then um, working on more Facebook lives. However, I did take down the application form. I'll get it back up. All over the new website. Oh, yeah. We have a new little website. Heather, don't, don't, don't go look at it. Yeah. <laughs> not ready. Work in progress. <laughs> okay. Let me check the texts. Just hit us with one text today one so we text. can have okay. one for next week. Okay. 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 There's a lot of caricatures that didn't roll over. So I'm going to say heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. 
there's that's not what they are. It must be Apple emojis. Uh, good morning. It's Tammy from Texas. I just want to throw a plug out for the cookie college. Tammy from Texas. <gasps> Tammy from Texas. I always hear y'all talk about the courses and how many we have access to, and y'all touch on the access to the group. I'm here to tell everyone while the course – this sounds like now we staged this whole thing. I'll pay, I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> while the courses are all that and a bag of chips, the group, the group, all caps, is the way I pay for – is what I pay for annually. Amazing. There's uh, enough course topics that when I need something, I can scan the list and always find exactly what I'm looking to learn. I haven't logged into the courses in a few months, though, for many reasons, mainly because 99.9% of my questions have already been answered in the Cookie College group. Uh, Y'all have created such an amazing resource with Sugar Cookie Marketing, and best of all, it's absolutely free. I signed up for the Cookie College uh, for the courses, but I have stayed for the group. Y'all really don't know how much stress you have taken off me from the freebie photos, the engagement pod, other member ideas, engagement ideas, and most importantly, the definition of community over competition. So while this is supposed to be a plug for the Cookie College, it is for the twins, mom and dad. Y'all are just oh. fan-freaking-tastic human beings. Mom and dad. I can't wait to tell them. <laughs> In the, that's the oh, end of my commercially really fast voice. Cookie College side effects may include increase in sales, more free time, less exhaustion, lots of laughter, and fuzzy feelings. If you experience any side effects not listed, please post in the cookie college. <laughs> that's so funny. I see, like, uh, did dad wish you happy daughter's day? No. Yeah, so I changed my own oil for the first time in my 33 years on the planet, mm-hmm. which was fascinating. The biggest takeaway I had changing my own awe was how is Nate squeezing under your car? It was very little gap for my... The man has to hold his breath. He would have to... The car's probably just resting on his chest. I think so. I think <laughs> He's so. He's probably just taking a big inhale and holding on the yeah. car. <laughs> but if I you don't know, thinking- Heather's a tiny human being. My husband's a huge human being. And Heather barely fits under her car, but he has changed her oil for years and years now. One year I squeezed out of him, and now he's quit. Yeah, he now I have to pay him too. I had to go pay an actual. <laughs> yeah. He retired from his one-year stint. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but that was a very interesting discovery in oil changes. At one point, I did have to bring out a rubber mallet, but the oil was changed, and the car has yet to explode. Then Dad said on my post, "Didn't know you could do this. Happy Daughter's Day." Why didn't you get a happy? Did you change your oil? Day? Then you didn't earn the happy daughter's I day. I need to do things to be the best daughter. I just am I the best daughter. a happy daughter's day from Glenn Mira on your profile. <laughs> Corey and my dad. You actually had Heather Mira for yeah. a hot minute. So what happens with the last name Miracle is nobody thinks it is a legitimate last name. So when I created this new f- Facebook, I say new, I've had it for five years. When I went to add the last name Miracle, the AI automatically rejected it saying that's not a real last name so i had to submit of course my driver's license and a request before covid and facebook didn't have any support system i got it changed mm. Corey and my dad mm-hmm. Corey had it, i don't know why you made a new facebook because i got banned you got banned so she then she violated terms of service made a new facebook and then my dad loves to delete his facebook when he finds himself scrolling too much through his feed so he deletes his glenn miracle and Corey deletes her Corey miracle they go back to make these new profiles, and just like me, Facebook says no to the last name Miracle. They become the Miras. So now we're the Miras. Glenn Mira and Corey Mira are out there. Welcome. And then and then my last name is Miracle. So half the family is the Miracles, the other half is the Miras. I still have my Miracle account. <laughs> it finally got unbanned after a six-month ban. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's crazy. People always DM me and then copy that one on it, and I'm like, she's not here. She's not there. She's not She's living her best life. She doesn't post a lot. She'll never like your stuff. <laughs> so. So that takes us through. If you guys want to call or text in, I love seeing these, especially if you want to be like Tammy. 
with this Tammy. park or sailfish. Yeah, I feel like we're empire without yeah, the war the part. <laughs> yeah. So it's five seven one five five six five six four four. You can text in there. So please feel free to text in. Nobody will answer it live. That's my promise. Yeah. No love lost. Taking the sponsors. Taking us to the sponsors. Okay, I gotta say, did we really allowed to talk about Freddie? Did we talk about that last time? We did talk about it last time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, so Mark Primera. Mark of of Primera. Let's call him Mark Primera. We do. It's not his last name, though. (laughs) Strobel. Mark said, hey, girls, I saw It's the Sugar Cookie Marketing October 20th birthday, second year. October 26th. The page was created on the 26th I just saw. Well, darn it all. Well, darn it. Let me look. Continue to talk. Anyways, Mark and Jennifer from Primera said, we would love to give away an Eddie on your birthday. They said we have free reign to decide how, what, where, when, and why, which I said to Corey, that falls on you, buddy. But I am going to make a Facebook event that'll go up on We were both wrong. (gasps) It was the 21st. Well... (laughs) We have no clue. <laughs> Should add it to account. Anyways, so we're going to hype that up starting in October. I don't know. Give away some fun stuff. Yep. And I'm going to have the deets Everyone's soon. been like, they're only listening to the podcast now for these deets to keep promising. You're actually probably going to only hear about the deets on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so come up with that and then I can add it. Okay, to okay. Okay, okay I'm going to really brainstorm this week okay. while I'm eating a bun cake or something, you know. New bun cake flavor came out. Got it what this morning, it? baby cake. Really? Pumpkin. Did you not get me one? Pumpkin. You went today. No, listen. That My friend, who's the other admin in my local group, Andy? was having a job interview. So I got her nothing so but courage. Got mine? Well, her kid was sick. I had to buy three of them. You but could I could have bought get four. One. You would No, I got one from it. No. <laughs> is it in the car? <laughs> I ate it on the way. You ate it for lunch? Hey, I, do I had to try it. It was pumpkin. You can buy me one. Pumpkin. I'll get you one next week. I'll go get my own. I don't okay, take better when I buy it. Our other sponsor is... We have a an amazing meringue powder. It is actually called Royal Batch. It's made by a company called Bakety Bake. And they now ship... To Canada, but it is a awesome meringue powder that when I when she first reached out to us, I said, "Well, we don't actually uh, we don't actually tout anyone unless we believe in their products. So, do you mind if I buy a bag and then I can test it out?" And I have been literally hooked ever since. The meringue powder already comes with three ingredients already in there: corn syrup, vanilla extract, and white food coloring. So you're already saving on that. And if she ever leaves us, I will be so sad because I actually just absolutely adore this product, her branding, her, her, herself, which is Courtney Post. And she's alive in the group. If you want to, I really mean, it sound like she passed away because I'm like, if she yeah, ever leaves like, us, she's she alive leaves, in the group. What? Stop making no, money. <laughs> she stopped making oh. money. She's, she's a young, young, young buck out there. Um, but you can uh, add, uh, add her in the group, Courtney Post, Courtney with K, if you have any questions about I the don't think her name has a U in it. I think it's C K O R T. Let me look. <laughs> Go on. So the sugar cookie market my day is not <laughs> it's done first. So that takes us through this, that, and the other. So look for the sugar cookie marketing birthday once Corey and I figure out what and when it is, apparently. <laughs> Courtney is with a U. <gasps> it's K O U R T N E Y post. Like a bakery Tico Courtney maybe is not with a U. Some Courtney out there. I'm sure. 
But you can save 10% off it by using the code TWINS at checkout. Okay, that's great. And we're going to get one more sponsor, but I got to write them an email, Mike. Um, you know who I asked to be a sponsor? Oh, oh just like of the group to get, like add a discount code? One bin. <laughs> they, oh, you asked? Just asked Did them. they say anything back? Please write us an email here. <laughs> Are you okay. sure you're going to remember? Doesn't Munbin sound like such a funny name? It's a fun name. My phone will not let me type it. It's like, Mun, you did not mean that. M-U-N-B-Y-N. Munbin. What does it stand for? I don't know. It's a. It's either a, I think it might be a Chinese or Korean company. Okay. That's as far as I go. Oh. However, if they become they a sponsor, we'll learn one. about it. It'd be super neat. It'd be neat. Okay, that Do you got a twin trust? Come on, a twin trust. Come I feel like on. I had an interesting weekend. Did I have a twin trusting weekend? Heather did learn how to make transfer oil. sheets. Oh, yeah, transfer sheets. And she gave one to the group for little ghosties. Oh, yeah, for free for everyone. You can find it in the pinned post, a little transfer sheet. One of the ghosts is smiling. He's hidden in there. Feel free so to find him. But I explained, Heather, how transfer sheets work. I didn't really realize she this not. was a subculture of cookies. No, but transfer sheets are amazing. I said, Corey, why are people so hype about these? Because we love transfer sheets and we don't want to make them ourselves. Yeah, so I don't know the legality of like taking clip art and selling it so i had to make these from my own brain so no one could come back and say like no you stole that some ghosty image. came from this right and he was a two cute ghosts two, so you ghosters. Get two, two ghosties one page a lot of shapes merging <laughs> in photoshop for those but heather is working on building a cookie college course of transfer sheets we currently have four we have lattes apples apples pumpkins and ghosts and ghosts but people are asking for leaves leaves i want to because I, I, fall, it's just hard to get a leak, leak uh, transfer. Someone said in the group, what are transfers for? Transfers are for, that's a fantastic question. That's my <laughs> twin trust today. Transfers are for anything that could be small. So I like to make I a lot a of, twin f- by the way. Yeah. okay. I like to lot, make a lot of floral transfers because you can actually bag them and put them in the freezer and you can save them for like ever. So if you're running uh, low on time, you can actually make transfers that way. Anything that's pretty small, um, anything that's prone to a color bleed, you can make transfers for. Uh, so I like to load up on transfers. Can you get like real detailed in a transfer that you couldn't on a cookie? They are technically pretty small. So not super. I've seen it. Like you guys are doing like little like um, a spooky, t- you know, you pumpkin can. It, it just depends how good are you with little tiny oh, details. Little tiny details. Yeah. So what was your hack? I'm sorry, I zoned out a bit. What was your hack to let them dry faster than the average uh, parchment paper? Parchment paper allows them Corey's to dry faster. Corey making me make these very thick lines so you guys could see them yeah, through, through parchment. the parchment paper. If you do it on parchment paper, it's porous, so it's going to dry a lot faster than doing it like on an acetate sheet. But you can do it on like a cello bag, the same bag that you bag your cookies in. You can do a transfer on there. Can you but do a, make a reel about it? I already did. You did. I did. You can go to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Instagram and see how please, how it do. Please save our target audience. Okay, so I don't know what my grandparents' neighbors do for a living. However, they pay Corey an exorbitant amount to watch their cat. They do. However, she, Corey said if I go watch the cats, she'll cut me in halvesies. The benefit of being a twin is that you get opportunity. The detractor is that you have to split everything. So I watch these cats for a week. They love me. They do. I call. They're kind of generic looking cats, and I don't know their names, so I call them Jen and Rick. Generic, <laughs> and they're great, but they just—they're just, just kind of two cats, cat and about. Anyways, so with my little half of my cat city money, yeah, I like watching cats. 
Um, I like and watching fish because I have to do zero work except for like be the in betweener. <laughs> yeah, I won't get a cat. I decided, but I'll enjoy everyone else's cats. Okay. However, there's these wa- this watch company, not expensive watches, and some of them are more expensive than the others. So I shopped the sale. What are you it's buying? Mister Jones watches. What is that? It's just these cool. Untypical watches. Let me tell you, you have watches you I don't can buy. I don't. I have the smartwatch, and I don't mm. want to be reminded of the mm. task list that pops up on yeah. it. Give me a stagnant old timey watch so I can so tell like the this time. This is just a like a with the little hands going. Mm-hmm. A watch. But here's the thing: it's it's unlike that. So because this watch company, it's based out of London. Okay. It's they don't want you to tell time explicitly. It's almost kind of this mindful way of telling time. So. Uh, one of the watches is called a lazy uh, Saturday okay. and it's a lady and you're just looking above it's a graphic and she's floating in the water but she's the hour hand her floaty and the beach ball is the minute hand <laughs> so it's a physical it's not a screen no it's a it's an, a watch that's mechanical where did you find this I followed the company for a while but then a tiktoker reminded me of it and then I went so down how much is the watch cat sitting my 188 I was 188 uh-huh. what are you gonna do with watch on your arm right now this is just telling me how I sleep. Yeah, I both haven't decided yet. <laughs> this one I can switch to my primary dominant hand. <laughs> Let me have. You buy the craziest stupid car tray and I can't buy a watch? Stupid car tray is useful. Oh, you got to tell the time. <laughs> Lazily. <laughs> Lazily tell the time. One of their watches, it uh, just has the color wheel on it. And all the time is is it's a circle, but you cannot tell the second hand. Listen. The minute hand. No, no, listen. Stop talking to me. that. The whole point of it is that you don't know exactly what time it is. You just know the general time, so you don't rush around in your life always trying to get to the next it's thing. someone who doesn't have kids. Let's, let's watch for Heather Great. right there. You're on TikTok so much that we started as I go. It's playing as I go through my life. You're, if your life is strategizing where the tree goes, I don't think you're Where the tree goes? <laughs> it is September. <laughs> Listen, this is you are house. busy with a kid. I need the tree to be easily seen from the road. I need it to greet me upon entering. Something tells me right the not the one taking up the time. <laughs> the Christmas tree is all me. That is for me, by me, because of Can me. you do, solemnly make a promise to this podcast that you will go check the mail? And to the IRS. Listen, you can also check the mail. I don't live five minutes from it. You I live 45 listen, minutes from take it. take a trip. I'm watching cats. <laughs> Well, look at the time. I gotta be at my child. I can't look at the time. I don't have my watch yet. Don't worry, Daddy. You wanna be on television? Bye, guys.